0: State Champs Indiana Extra Point is presented by Lawrence and Illogical University. Lawrence Tech wants you to recruit yourself. Just go to ltuathletics.com and click on the Recruit Yourself link. Academic and athletic scholarships are available in over two dozen varsity sports, including football. It is the postseason edition we have 190 football teams that are still playing across the state of Indiana. Once we get to next week, that number is down to 96. My name is Greg Rakestraw, joined as always by Bob Stambazzi
1: Hello, my friend. How are you? Well, I'm dry right now. Uh, I'm not sure if I can get the arc <laughs> done by uh, 4 o'clock this afternoon, but we're, uh, we're in a building stage right here. But what a great weekend, Greg, of, of high school athletics. And I mean, all over the great state of Indiana.
0: Uh, And Obviously, it's more than just football. Uh, We are in postseason crunch time uh, in terms of the soccer state finals coming up this week. Volleyball is in the semi-state round. Cross country has their state finals this weekend. So yes, I know that you were doing volleyball on the radio. Yes, my friend Baz does volleyball on the radio for the station he is representing on his shirt today at 105.9 The Bash. But on Friday night, you were doing high school football. Who'd you have on Friday?
1: I was, and we were at Manchester for the first time this year. uh, Manchester High School in North Manchester, Indiana, where the Bremen Lions came down. And I got to tell you, uh, Greg, for a team coming in six and three, uh, what an impressive, impressive uh, uh, football team. Uh, Their line—they got a couple D one kids. They're getting looked at. Uh, They're big, uh, strong, uh, very uh, methodical on what they want to do. You watch one play; it's the old UCLA. I mean USC. Student body left, student body right. I mean, their brain, the student body. And, uh, but they did a nice job. They get out early. But Manchester in the second half, I was so proud of these young men because they're down. They could have walked away, but uh, they get about 47 rushing yardage in, yards in the second half. And they end up losing the game 28 to 13. But uh, uh, this team that coach Alec Brandewe has done a great job. Greg, they lost their top tackler. You ready for this? This is one of the most unique injuries. You're going to hear. He was stretching out and snapped the hamstring before the game. Oh, their leading man. tackler, Dominic Lincoln. So he did not even get to play. So that was an end because he's their safety. They could go right over the top, and they did. And so it kind of messed up the rotation. But couldn't be prouder of, of the effort that Manchester put out this weekend. I know you had a great game, but th- that was really a lot of fun. You thought that game would be competitive. And, again, for those of the Bremen story, it's one of the great football
0: small towns in northern Indiana – They are the smallest team in the Northern Indiana Conference. That conference has gone to divisions, kind of large and small for football. But Bremen plays up. And we talk about this a lot with parochial schools with like a Lures or a Modern Day that are a 2A school enrollment, but play a 4A, 5A, or in some cases a 6A schedule. Bremen kind of plays a 3A, 4A schedule. Uh, And so they get the benefit of playing really good competition. And again, they do what they do. <laughs> there may not be much innovation, uh, but they go about saying, all right, we're gonna get the fundamentals right. And more yeah. of them, that's gonna get to win, especially in postseason time. As Baz alluded to, I was fortunate enough to have what a lot of folks thought was the game in the state on Friday night. Yeah. Uh, and that was 3A number one, West Lafayette playing at 3A number three, Brebuff. Uh, and this game turned on a dime right before halftime. West Lafayette was leading 14-3. They had taken advantage of a couple of Rebuff turnovers and scored on a pair of short fields. They tried a squib kick uh, to avoid Rebuff having a a good return. Rebuff then got the football, oh, at about, I think, their own 37-yard line. Two plays, 63 yards, scored before the half to make it 14-10, and seemingly that momentum carried over all the way throughout half number two. Uh, Nolan Buckman, the starting quarterback, a junior for Buff, over 250 yards passing. West Lafayette, a team that is always stout defensively. They had five different players, include, including Mo uh, Amanaday, uh, who I think is going to head to Purdue. He's got to go at Arkansas State, seemingly uh, kind of his last and, and final two. A young man that... that was kind of a part-time high school wrestler the last couple of years. And in what is his second sport was the state runner-up at 285 in the heavyweight classification along the offensive line. Uh, But it was Brabuff that that got the job done. And, again, it comes down to the schedule that Brabuff played. Their two losses, number one Ron Colley in 4A, number one Cathedral in 5A, First two games of the season, Burbuff beat Chittard for the first time in eight years and then beat New Pal in week number two as well. Uh, Coach Geske, uh, who is relatively new to coaching Indiana high school football, is originally from Oregon. It's his second year at Burbuff High School. They have a good football team. Um, A lot of folks will say whoever wins that game is the favorite to win the state championship, Mm -hmm. and rightfully so. And especially knowing that they are in the northern half of the bracket, and a lot of the right. other really good teams in Class 3A are in the southern half of the bracket. Gibson Southern with their star quarterback Brady Allen that's bound for Purdue University as well. Danville, Lawrenceburg, they all go south in terms of the bracket. But uh, Brabuff impressed me. These were two good football teams. In West Lafayette the last three years, their losses are to Chittard in the sectional final, Garin Catholic in the sectional opener, and then Brebuff in the sectional opener and they are hoping – Shatard's already going to be in 4A. They're hoping that Burbuff, as well as Garen somehow get sent to the southern half of the bracket next year so they don't have to worry about
1: them. Yeah, get a realign. I will say this. They are in the northern part, but there are some really good northern, northern schools. I'm going to tell you, you've heard me talk about this team all year, yeah. Tippy Valley. Uh, and this is a ball team that people say they don't play that great a schedule, going back to something you and I – both agree upon uh, is the fact that uh, you play an up schedule, you're going to play better football. We just agree with that. Valley plays one through 3A because of their conference. That's fine. Norwell, another team who does play up yep. in that Northeast uh, uh, 8 conference. Uh, they also advance. So I'm telling you, there's a couple good They think of Hanover Central, clear up north. Uh, so there, there, there are some good teams up here, but not quite to the level that you're talking about with Rebels.
0: All right, let's talk about two other games that got my attention uh, kind of across the state. First, 4A, congratulations to Northview. And again, so often we have these teams that meet with really good records, both that are ranked. We're simply going to default to who played the tougher schedule. So when Northview drew undefeated Jasper at 9-0, and Northview with one loss on the season. Uh, Northview beat both Terre Haute South and Terre Haute North, but lost a 3A Owen Valley in the Western Indiana Conference. We said hey northview's had a nice year but the western indiana conference is not at the southern athletic conference of which jasper swept beating the likes of wright's memorial castle modern day during the course of the season well northview proceeds to go on the road to jasper and win that game 28 14. that is one of the biggest program wins in history and regardless of what happens for northview the rest of the way I think they can still be playing at least for a couple of three weeks, uh, given kind of who's in their sectional and how the path lays Mm -hmm. out for them. They can say that in one season they beat Terre Haute North, they beat Terre Haute South, and they beat Jasper. And believe me, that is nothing that the group, the kids from Brazil have ever been to say before. The other game that I want to point out from my neck of the woods, which was the reversal of a game that was played not that long ago, Heritage Christian and Cecina in the regular season, Heritage Christian uh, was a uh, was a six-point winner against Ott Hurley and Cecina. Cecina reversed that in victory, and much like Jasper, Heritage Christian went 9-0 during the regular season, but ends their season at 9-1 as they lose on the uh, opening week uh, of the tournament. We didn't lose many ranked teams in 1A through 4A, and the handful mm. of those that played in 5A, Cathedral, You know, smoked Terre Haute North as we expected they would by a score of fifty-six to nothing. Zionsville was not exactly challenged by McCutcheon in week number one, and it was just ironic that the two teams that played in the five A state championship game last year both were in sectionals. They had to play the opening night, uh, and and both took care of business on Friday night. But again, we do have some ranked teams that have gone home, and that group includes West Lafayette, Jasper, and Heritage Christian, three teams that went nine and zero and saw their season end on October the 22nd. Baz, any well, other I,
1: scores or note that they, they caught yeah. your attention? Yeah, big one up at, you know, we talked a little bit about it last week with Leo and East Noble, the rematch. Uh, yep. Well, this was a struggle during the season. And East Snowball actually led the entire game against uh, Leo until the final 4.9 seconds. And Leo punched it in and come away victorious uh, to keep their record unblemished. Now, as I look at the bracket, seriously, not much to challenge Leo yeah. uh, in the getting to the semi-state. And then as I look up, I look at New Prairie and probably Holbert. And the Brinkies, uh, they can play, as you well know. So I think yep. that uh, Leo right now has a good shot, Greg, uh, coming up and, and getting to, uh, to be quite frank, getting down the state finals. And and then I got to just jump ahead a little bit over here in 2A. Uh, this thing is a slobber knocker a schedule. I'm just here to tell you, there's ten and O's sitting there, nine and O's sitting there, nine and one sitting there, and so Eastside, uh, they have a big one uh, coming up. Now, the reason I want to jump with Eastside first, Greg, is because last year, this is the team that caused Lures a lot of headaches. Uh, right. Go get to advance uh, to play Pioneers. So, uh, Lures sitting here just opposite Eastside in the other bracket. So, if Eastside wins over Central Noble, oh, by the way. Central Noble playing awfully good. The Cougars are eight and two, and then you have Lures taking on Prairie Heights. That should be a Lures win. That sets up the matchup next week. And I'm just, I'm, I'm like you, kind of looking ahead here because of records and how things went. Lures and East Side again in that in that uh, uh, match. Uh, 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 it's just it's going to be a dandy. That's all I can say. Then on the backside, you look at Eastbrook nine and zero taking on LaPel, eight and two team you're familiar with. Uh, a little farther south, than Tipton sitting there nine one. So I'm looking at really Eastbrook and Tipton going. You know, they'll be ten and zero and ten and one going into that bat boy. And then, uh, but all the power to me as I look at this thing is in the south, but in the south part of this two a bracket. But a team we're all familiar with is playing really good. Is Pioneer. This is a one eighteen playing up in two a, and uh, they look like to me they should get through that top bracket and get to the. Uh, Two A semi state. Let's go to the big boys briefly. In six A,
0: there are not a lot of great matchups the first week, and there's also this. There's there's thirty teams in six A this year. The IHS elected not to bump anybody up a classification in terms of enrollment. Uh, they will reclassify everybody, kind of let the things settle down after the pandemic. Uh, and so with that, we we're a little heavy in five A. We're a little light in six A. So there are a couple of teams. Uh, Columbus North, for example. They're going to sit for two weeks. Uh, they will wait the winner of Center Grove and Franklin Central. Another sectional like that is in your neck of the woods. The two six A Summit Athletic Conference schools, yeah. Homestead and Carroll, meet each other. Give me a breakdown of
1: that game. Well, you know, Homestead and Carroll. I mean, it's it's a rematch. Uh, it, it's Carroll has played very well this year, and it, it, you know they've got things together. Set one and, uh, and Homestead coming in there six and three. Uh, they just don't like each other, uh, to be quite honest with you up there, Fort Wayne, and uh, you talk to the kids. is I'm is very blessed to get to talk to them on the field. And uh, they don't talk highly of each other's programs. So they both – I tell you, Greg, when this draw was made, they were both smiling. The kids were. Now, I don't know if the coaches were, but the kids were smiling. We get to go at them early. So I look at Carol. I think Carol gets them. Uh, and then uh, uh, advancing on to take on Warsaw. But uh, if anybody in that uh, six A is going to be scared in North Park, you got to look at a team I've heard you talk about the whole time: Westfield, and then the upper northwest corner with Maryville playing awfully good, setting a nine zero. That's what I'm kind of looking at uh, to see West, as I think you do too, to see Westfield and Maryville in that semi state final. The draw is set up, and just the, the geography
0: of having the top four teams in 6A make the semi-state, and that would be Carmel yeah. and Center Grove in the south and Westfield and Maryville in the north. If it's anybody else other than that, that foursome of teams, frankly, we would be surprised, You know, given kind of how the <laughs> season has played out. Hamilton, Southeastern, and Brownsburg are probably saying, hey, wait a minute, and HSE would see Westfield in the sectional. Finally got to get past Fishers first. Brownsburg has to get by Carmel in the sectional championship game. Then Ben Davis would be awaiting for them. But again, those are the two teams that can yes. spoil kind of that final four in terms of 6A. Games to catch your attention statewide for Baz. I'll talk about what we're going to have this week. Modern Day and Linton Stockton. Linton Stockton is 10-0. Brian Oliver, they broke away from a conference. They play an independent schedule to try to prepare them for games like this. Again, Modern Day made it through the Southern Indiana Athletic Conference at 7 and 2 and won their opening game of the tournament. Coach Gable's team is now 8-2, and two, and if they're 8-2, and two, Mike knows what he's doing. It tells me modern day's a really good team. That'll be a fantastic game in Linton coming up on Friday night. I know in your neck of the woods, Monroe Central out South Adams. Yes. Again, South Adams is 8-2, and two, uh, but again, Monroe Central was thought to be the favorite in that game, but that is certainly a game that catches your attention in 1A. Bob, who you got on Friday night?
1: On Friday night, we will be at Norfield as they host Triton. Uh, just an opportunity for us to see a local team play again to be quite honest with you uh, to the south of us, southwood is taking on Adam Central as they go over to Adam Central but uh, this should be an interesting matchup uh, at Northfield. We kind of think Northfield gets through and takes on Adam Central in a championship game and and I'm excited to see Adam Central here in a couple of weeks Craig uh, they're just uh, they're a machine as you well know. Again, uh, Adams Central and Monroe
0: Central cl- seem to be on a collision course yeah. in terms of yeah. the northern half uh, of the 1A bracket. My game this week is Warren Central at Lawrence Central. Uh, again, like I said, there was a lot of great draw in terms of, of the yeah. opening round for the 6A schools in the Indianapolis area. Warren has not played since losing to Carmel on October the 8th. They did not find an opponent in week number nine. They had the bye. So, just how does Mike Kirshner's team respond to, to not playing for 21 days? And Lawrence Central, a uh, young team under head coach Will Patterson, did not win a game last year. They're three and six. They hung with Carmel. Uh, it was a 14 nothing game uh, against the Greyhounds uh, two weeks ago on October the 15th. That defense catches your attention. So Warren Central, Lawrence Central is the game I'll have on ISC, My Indy TV, and the IHSAA Champions Network coming up on Friday night. Anything else for the good of the cause, my friend?
1: Uh, just I hope everybody gets out there to support these kids. They're deserving of our backing. And it's, a, it's just a great, great time to be at a high school event. That's our show this
0: week. I want to thank our sponsor, Lawrence Technological University. Recruit yourself at LTUAthletics.com. For Bob Stambazzi and Kevin behind the scenes, my name is Greg Rakestraw. Thanks for watching St. Champs Indiana Extra Point.